the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're going to be back. I'm live doing what you love. Uh, we're going to be here with Jan Sater, who I told you is going to talk to us about the new FICA scores and how they're rating that. We have Sherry Spree, a prominent psychiatrist in New York, talking about some of the things that people can do to help them get through this because everyone's feeling a little bit of something. Um, but before I do that, I want to take two questions that were on people waiting on the line. So, Ace, take it away. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I believe James is on the line. James, are you still there? Or Joe? Joe from Manhattan. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe, I'm not hearing you. You there? And, uh, yeah, Joe, it's a little hard to hear you. Yeah, we really have a bad okay. reception. You Vincent might have to call back. Yeah, Joe, you might have to call back, but Vincent from New Jersey, you're on the line. Good morning. Thank you. Enjoy the program. I have a uh, property in uh, Hudson County, hot area, Jersey City. Right, uh, right. It's about 2,000 square feet. I wanted to put up, I just took the building down. It was damaged. I took it down. There's no mortgage on the property. Uh, it runs about a million dollars, 2,000 square feet. I want to put up about a four or seven units, and I need the construction uh, loan. It'd probably be just under a million dollars. I've done a lot of buying and fixing up, but I've never done new construction. I don't even have an idea what it costs. I, I would realize there's points and whatnot involved and stuff. But uh, a ballpark figure on interest rates on a construction loan? On a construction loan, you're you're going to get in in the I would say in the high threes, right? Um, now, what you need to do is obviously get a licensed contractor um, built in the cost to the home. And what the banks will do is they'll they'll take your acquisition costs, which is if you own the land already or or, or the property already, they'll just take the total uh, value of the home after your renovations. And then they'll give you a percentage of that loan. So um, it's, a, it's a pretty seamless process. If you have time, give me a call on Monday, uh, Vincent, and then I'll walk you through the program. There, there are a couple of banks that have construction to permanent um, type of uh, construction loans, but not all banks have that program. So, 
on the same number I call you? Um, yes, you can. You can leave your number uh, with the with the uh, radio personnel, and then he'll forward me your information, and I'll give you a call on Monday. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So leave you leave your number with us, and then Ace will call you Monday and walk you through it. But Ace, you said the construction loans are, are like a little over three percent. Yeah, it's right around three and a half, three point seven five. That's, that's a little still bit, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, very, very, very low. So that's still low. So, so definitely call Ace, and he'll walk you through the process and what you need to do. But it looks like you're going to get good interest rates still, which I didn't realize they were that low on construction rates yeah. still. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. All right, I lost your, no, your number. All right, I'll just hang on. I'll just hang on. Oh, you, is, Ace, do you want to give him a number maybe, or is it easier? Yeah, I, I can give you my number, uh, Vincent. It's 917-859-6439. All right. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay, All right. Great. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Six four three nine. Six four three nine. Yep. You yep. got it, Vincent. Is there anything I can help you through that? It's Ace. You're in good hands. All right, Vincent. Not sure if Joe is still on, but Joe, if you're on. Um, okay, I have a question. Hello? I didn't do. Uh, yes, and I before I have Dan, I just uh, somebody asked me. I mean, I, I haven't done the dear Daddy questions, and I have hundreds of them, so I'm not going to do them today. But um, this was a question I think that a lot of people have asked, and it says, "I live alone, and I often have friends stay with me as house guests." throughout the summer. Given the CO, the COVID pandemic, uh, will I be held liable if a guest supposedly and or gets COVID-19 from my property? Now, I really don't know the answer to that. I do know that they're looking to have an insurance that, I mean, they didn't pass it yet, but they're trying to pass insurance because the same thing holds true with employers and what if you go into someone's store and I'm not sure if they can prove exactly how you got it. Um, but if you keep us posted, if you keep me posted or you call in and give us a number, as soon as I get, because the information isn't really clear, they haven't come up with a definite answer to that. But I would tell you just from my own knowledge, if you're having house guests, you need to really make sure you put the protocols in and have social distancing and, you know, and, and do everything that you can to make sure that, you know, you're following the guidelines of social distancing. And if I were you, I would make sure I took people's temperatures and stuff like that. Because even if, even if there's no liability, you don't want to have someone in your house that's a guest that doesn't have any symptoms and maybe is passing it off to other guests. So I would kind of be careful with that and just make sure that I did all the protocols that they that they advise you to do. Um, that's my, you know, guess. And we'll keep you posted because I think they are going to come out with some insurance. I don't know if it involves individual homeowners, and I don't know if you have, you know, like Ace, if you had a family member or, or a friend come over, I don't know if they can sue. I would tend to think that that's going to be a tough one to prove, but I would also know 
that you as a person who's hosting people in your home have to be really diligent about putting in everything into place to make it safe. So that's my best uh, advice to you. And a few people have asked me that, so I wanted to um, make sure I covered that. Good morning, Dan. Are you there? I'm here. How are you? How did you? Uh, how was your week? I survived. <laughs> no, I've yeah, I've had a good week. It's been very busy. <clears throat> you must be. You must be. I mean, the market's busy. The real estate market's busy, and I'm I'm almost like I'm like we're at the end of the summer already, and it's like where did every where did time go? It's kind of the end of the summer, but it's not going to be the end of the summer like it was. You you know, it's not going to be like the end of the summer traditionally because at this point, I can tell you, schools don't even know if they're going to be open. So people are kind of, you know, all over the place. Not sure, you know, we're 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 still waiting to find out if the city schools are opening. I know some of the Long Island and Jersey and Connecticut schools are opening with, you know, virtual and not virtual. I know. Um, some of the teachers, are, I, I know that the governor's, I'm not the governor, the mayor is supposed to check all the um, uh, the, the ventilation systems in the schools before they open. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but what's going on with credit now? It's getting tougher, I would suppose? Well, <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place as far as uh, uh, credit. I think things are easing up a little bit, but you know, because of the economic uncertainty, a lot of lenders and investors get really nervous, and they um, not sure that even if somebody has fairly good credit scores, if they're going to potentially default uh, because of you know a strong or a weak uh, economic condition and, and uncertainty. So. FICO came up with a new scoring model or basically an index that they call it a FICO Resilient Index. And the FICO Resilient Index is designed to give lenders and investors a refined tool to help identify those consumers across all the FICO scoring ranges uh, that represent a higher resistance or resilient to unexpected economic disruption. So um, they're looking at this in addition to giving people their FICO scores, that is this person a potential increased risk or a decreased risk based on certain factors that they look at. So what are they, in other words, okay, so besides for the basic things that they always look at, what would be like, what would make somebody potentially somebody who would be resilient? Because again, all, all that we're looking at, we talked about at the beginning of the show, is really based on this virus. How quickly we get rid of it, how how quickly it goes away, how quickly we get an antidote. So I'm just going to assume, I mean, are they looking at if people are paid? You know, what are they looking at to see if you're somebody that qualifies as somebody who's resilient? Well, a lot of the factors in this index are pretty much a lot of the factors that are in the, the scoring model. Um, it relies very heavily on the you know, experience of managing your credit. In other words, having a long credit history 
uh, gives you a better, um, uh, you know, scoring on this index. Um, you know, the, the longer somebody's shown and demonstrated that they didn't uh, have problems with credit uh, is a fairly good indicator that they may be able to weather, you know, harsher economic times. They're looking at things like um, lowering or having low total revolving balances on your credit cards. Uh, they don't like to see people running up uh, those credit, you know, towards those credit limits uh, because that makes really a lot of lenders very, very nervous. Uh, they also want to see fewer active accounts. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have four, five, six, seven, eight credit cards, and they keep a balance on all of them. Uh, they really should keep a balance on less than four cards uh, at any time on a revolving, uh, you know, the credit cards uh, at any okay, time. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Maybe I'm forgetting, but you're saying they're only supposed to keep a balance on four credit cards, correct? To get but the best score, you, yes. Didn't you once tell us that, like, if you, like I have, I have a lot of credit cards of stores that I might have oh visited years ago, and I never go to them anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> what do you do okay. if you have 10 credit cards or 8? I mean, what do you do with the ones that you're not going to use? Okay, well, the thing is, if you don't really like to use the cards and you have good credit and whatnot, you know, you can let them go inactive and, and let them drop off. It's not going to make much of a difference. But for a lot of people, uh, they need that extra credit limit, you know, to be scored in their scoring model. So the key is don't have balances on more than four cards but keep all the cards active. In other words, uh, for the next three months, you, you may decide to change over to two other credit cards and use those for a while, and then uh, go back to your regular credit cards that you like better. But it pays to, to at least use each one of the credit cards once every three months. What the uh, lenders are doing nowadays is that once you run over three months of not using the card, they're more inclined to lower your credit limits or to close the card. Uh, they used to wait at least six months. Actually, they used to wait to about two years. But, you know, again, during uncertain times, they get very nervous and they take action a lot sooner because they know that if you really get strapped, a lot of people are going to use those cards to live on and run up to the maximum credit limits and then not be able to pay them. And that's what they're so what you're about. saying is pick four cards and have use them, okay, time, but pay yeah. them off. Don't like have like balances on them. Is that basically? Well, what you can saying? have balances on them. Yeah, uh, you know, you can have four cards that you have balances on, but yeah, it does pay, uh, you know, to pay the cards off if you can, because again, that does indicate less of a risk. But, you know, they, they look at these longer credit histories. They look at the lower balances. They're looking closely at the mixture of different types of credit. So if you have a mortgage, a student loan, a credit cards, a car loan, uh, you know, you've got a really good mixture of different type of credits. Some people just have credit cards, or some people may have just some installment loans, and that would put them at a greater risk under this system. And another thing that I we, we've always told people they can do, I mean, if you have the money to, you might want to um, pay off like a car loan or something like that if you don't have too many payments left. And if you're thinking of 
purchasing a property, and as I said, I can't emphasize enough, it's a great time to buy. Um, I would suggest that you don't take any more debt on. So, you know, hold off on that new car. Or, uh, you know, don't take don't take more debt on, you know. What about job-wise? Now, I remember, Dan, you always telling us that, of course, they're going to look at your job history. So I get in the back of their minds, they probably, because remember, you know, when they're, they're looking for banks to lend money, the bank has to look at what kind of risk you are. So if you've had a job for a long time, I think that's good. But they might be saying, well, what if this person has a job for a long time, but they lose it? So I guess they want a little extra protection. Is it? Is it? Do they look? Do you have any extra money in the bank, or is it just basically how well, your I credit mean, works? If you're talking about a lender, they're going to look at everything besides just the credit scores. Um, you know, so they're going to look at your income. They're going to look at your assets. They're going to look at, um, you know, and again, the, the higher cash reserve you have, the safer they're going to feel in making a decision. But from the scoring model point of view. Um, those en- don't enter into it. You know, whether you have a job or not is not even uh, part of what the FICO scoring model is all about. But, you know, obviously, uh, it's, you know, the uh, income uh, security and, and savings are not a factor in, like, this FICO resilient index. But they do look now, at remember things remember something. Like- whether you're buying a home, whether you're buying a car, credit rules. Credit's king. It is so important, and I don't, I don't think that they teach that in school enough. I really do think that they should, you know, in school, like in high school, start teaching people about credit and how to manage money because people who have good credit can borrow money, and they can borrow, and I don't say that you want to get yourself in total debt, but then when there's opportunities that they can take advantage, they're able to access capital. And... That is all dependent on your credit, and oh, and that's, that's your ability to pay yeah. loans off. Okay, uh, so that's really important. Would you suggest that parents pay, you know, help? Like if so, and, and that's the other thing. If your credit score isn't good and you're, let's just say, you're getting married or you're going to buy something with someone, you got to look at their credit score too. Well, there's a lot of... Uh dating sites that that are doing that actually you know is uh comparing the people's uh, credit scores uh because oh, you know I credit saw that. Is, you is know a- i was on tv once uh, maybe it was like i was on tv one day and there was in the green room where they you know you wait for your show to mm-hmm. come on for you to go on there was a guy that started a dating site and it was by credit and mm-hmm. like you had to have a certain credit score a good credit score to be on the site because people that had good credit scores didn't want to hook up with somebody who was a deadbeat and never paid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, because it can create a lot of problems. I, I did an uh, infographic one time on uh, five years of having good credit or bad credit for credit cards, car loans, and mortgages. And a person that has bad credit over a five-year period will probably pay about $39,000 more than a person that has great credit. So it gets very expensive having bad credit. While we're on this, when you look at rates, when you look at mortgage rates, and so you see a great rate, 
Well, isn't that only for people who have really good credit? I mean, if your credit isn't as good, you're not going to qualify for that rate, correct? That's correct. Um, you know, a lot of banks have different tiers, Saudi. So if you have a credit score of 720 or higher, you'll get the best rate. If it's lower, then it'll drop off from there. So credit score is really, really important when seeking the best rate possible from a bank. So. And I think after the break, Dan, if you would tell people where to look, you really should check your credit. It could be just a mistake on it. And even if you're not buying or selling, always check it so that you always know it's in good shape and that there's no mistakes because there's human error also. We'll, we'll give you the sites to go on right after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to I Am I Real I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Plus special financing on all smart beds. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Need a will, trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you and me plan their estates and protect their families for 40 years. Talk with Mike Connors in a free, comprehensive telephone conversation consultation to see how he can help you protect your family, your assets, and your legacy. Have all your questions answered from the security of your home during these difficult times. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Now is not the time to put it off. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free telephone consultation with Mike Connors himself. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or visit connorsandsullivan.com. It's back to school time. So whether your kids will be back at school wearing masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive. So let us help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 to help pay for school supplies and kids clothing. Then your school gets an additional $2,500. Go to am970theanswer.com and enter to win. That's am970theanswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. 
Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, um, and we are with Dan Sater, okay, our credit coach. And before you leave for this, what I think is going to be a rainy day, um, <laughs> would you give our listeners some tips on how they can reach you and what, what are, what are the, the best things they can do at this time, whether they're buying a home or they're not buying a home, when it comes to their credit? Oh, absolutely. Well, there's six actions uh, that they should be taking to improve their chances of getting a mortgage and and keep their credit scores uh, in the right area that they need it to be. The first thing is to pull a credit report. And for people that are looking to buy a house, they should go to MyFICO.com because at MyFICO.com they'll give you five different types of credit scores that are used for all different industries, including the FICO Classic model, which is used for the mortgage industry. Now, that's the key important one. So they can see exactly what their score is before they apply and to see if they need to do things to improve their score so they don't get caught up in in getting a denial. Um, They should also, once they get that credit report, they need to look for mistakes or accounts that aren't theirs or information that they don't recognize because there may be mixed files from other people on their credit report that's hurting them or potentially somebody was trying to commit identity theft and it's important to catch those things in advance. It takes a while to solve these problems uh, so you need to do this and prepare in advance and get that credit report. Then the next thing is they got to, especially when they're applying for any type of loan, especially on a mortgage, is to keep their balances low on their credit cards. That will help them get the best credit scores uh, for what they have. You, and you never close a credit card, especially going into any major purchase, because closing a credit co- card can drop your score, actually. You never get I mean, any benefit. you just let them expire like well, well, no. I mean, the thing is, you've got well, to keep no, like, them. I active. think I asked you that before. Like, I have credit cards I haven't used in five years because I don't shop in those stores anymore. So, would you just don't do anything with them? Because well, if you close it, that... if you have great credit, yeah, you can let them go. It's really not that bad. Most people, um, you know, are floating between good credit and great credit, or you know, potentially. Uh, Um, They have damaged credit. The thing that they should do is keep those credit cards open by using them periodically because when they close a credit card, they lose the credit utilization. You're scored on your total amount of debt compared to your total amount of credit limits. So when you drop that, you increase your credit usage. By the way, that also lowers the score on that FICO Resilient Index. And after they do that, uh, and I see people doing this all the time. You don't make a large purchase during the mortgage process. You don't buy the furniture for the house while you're still in the mortgage process because it's going to create a problem. The more debt that you have, the less home you will qualify for. And most people buy the biggest home that they can get rather than uh, buy something lesser. So, you know, any little thing can put them over the top and damage their uh, opportunity to get, maintain, to get that mortgage. And yeah, course, and not only that damage their opportunity, or it might not qualify them to get that rate. They might get a higher rate, even with, you know, 
you know, you see the best rates out there, but those are the people who are perfect, you know, who have very good credit. So even if they give you credit, you're going to get a higher rate, which is going to yeah, cost so you money. You over the long and, and the last point out of the six is don't open new credit during or right before a mortgage process or before you're going to make a major purchase because you're going to get a ding on your credit for having a new account. So uh, it's not the time to do it. You wait until after you get approved. So those are Thank the six Thank you so points. much, Dan. Please come back and keep us posted. Anytime. Thank you, Dan. Have a great weekend. Oh, I have Dr. Sherry Spree, who we're going to have in one second. Just a quick question came in, Ace, and said, I'm going to purchase my first home. I just started looking at properties online. Please ask Ace, at what point, at what point should I apply for a mortgage pre-approval? Should I do it now, or should I wait till I find a property I like? No, never wait. Do it now. You know, get all, all of the paperwork out of the way. If there's any, um, you know, to Dan's point, you know, looking looking at credit, if there's any unpaid bills that you didn't know of, you have some time to repair. So, you know, if you're in the market and you're looking uh, to whomever is asking that question, you know, it's never, never um, too late to get a pre-approval. Um, I would say, yeah, so get it right away. Get it right away. That's my that's right. my best Visit advice. right away. Or leave your name and we'll uh, get you started. Ace will put you in yep. touch with someone who can do it for you. For sure. Thank you. And Dr. Sherry Spree, thank you for being on our show today. We haven't spoken for a while, but I've spoken to you. And I, I was talking to Sherry, and I said I was probably watching the debate. I don't know what I was watching. But one of the news stations came on, and somebody, a newscaster said, everybody, there isn't a person that doesn't have some sort of well, I don't know if he said depression or some sort of anxiety because of all the uncertainties. And so I think there's no one immune to that. And I, and I, and I have to stress that enough, I, you know. Um, and so it's all how you deal with that and how you cope with that. And I just thought that, you know, and you're seeing patients, you're, tele, you know, you're not seeing them in your office, you're doing it online, right? And what yeah. are your patients, what are you advising them to do? So, I mean, you know, there is so much uncertainty right now, and uncertainty is is really sort of the forbearance of, of, of becoming depressed and anxious. It is so much easier if you know what's going to happen, then you can plan to deal with it. But when you don't know what's going to happen, you're very, very uneasy. And so I really, you know, encourage my patients to deal with just what's in front of them. Take every day as it comes. Don't start thinking what's going to be a month from now or two months from now because nobody knows. You know, so many people feel job uncertainty. They're grateful they have a job today. They don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I encourage deal with what is in front of you today. That's that's very good advice. Hard to do because I, I think we all, you know, there was a book once I read, and it was kind of like, and this was years ago, so it had nothing to do with the virus, but it, it was basically a living in today. Like not, you know, there are people that look back in the past and they say, oh, 
as I would have done this, if I could have done this, or I should have done that. And they spend their time looking back at what really passed. And then there are right. people that look it's a waste energy and a waste of time. Like, oh, what's going to happen? Is my marriage going to work? Is my, am I going to keep my job? Am I going to get that promotion? Okay, is my child going to make, you know, uh, have good SAT scores? So they're always looking into the future. And there was this book was basically on living in the present, which is basically what you're saying, okay? Exactly. Like living for today. But Correct. let me ask all of you, and let me ask you, a, do you that's, and I think that's great advice, but I do want to say it's not as easy as everyone makes it out to be. It's tough to just live in the present. Right. All right. I mean, everybody Asa, likes I mean, to have like the the gift all all tied up with, with, with and everything is going to be this this and this and this is what I'm going to do. I think it's important to plan for the future in terms of finances, etc., and not be foolish. But mm-hmm. there's so many things that you just can't predict. But you really, you know what? I mean, this is an obvious. This pandemic is really right in front of our faces. Yep. And I don't think there's, as I said, there's no one that's not affected by it, and I don't care what they say. Um, but I do see people taking action now. I do people see people saying, you know, we're, you know, we're we're not going to be victims and just sit back. We're going to do what we have to do. But I can tell you this: as a person that had a mother that died at 34, who was totally healthy, there was nothing wrong with her, and all of a sudden we were in a car accident. And she was dead. Now, you couldn't have predicted that. And I often say, people ask me, well, is it better to know that somebody is going to die, like that they're sick and you know they don't have that much longer to live? Or is it better for it just to happen? I don't think either one is good. But I will just say this. Life is a gamble. Life is not predictable. That's I mean, right. you, you can plan as much as you can plan, and right. things happen. Or you could walk across the street and something can happen. So, um, and I think you have to hold on to that. But I think also, and Ace, I mean, you know, you're a different generation, so I, I'm curious of how your friends, I mean, I know with my friends, well, some of them don't talk about anything really much. Some of them pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, they just kind of go about their business and don't really discuss it. I'm a discusser. I like talking about it. It helps me. Even though sometimes I say, well, I might be talking to myself even though you're listening, but sometimes when you talk it through. But at the end of yeah. the day, I mean, what, like now you're, you're a millennial. So how do millennials deal with it? Is it any you know, different than baby boomers? You know, I, and I love having Sherry on the show because she um, she really creates that sense of, like, calmness, right, whenever she's on the show. But being a millennial with uh, social media and, and there's just so much depression going on, Dottie, because nobody really talks to each other. And um, the younger generation, well, you know, myself included, I guess, with millennials, there's so much social media out there that you look at all the things that are going on in the world and you just you, you just feel so depressed sometimes, and people don't don't have outlets, right? So we always encourage space. people just you know get away from the phone for a little bit, right? Talk get away from the phone, or like before we end the show, reach out to somebody, and it's exactly. okay to say, hey, listen, I just need to talk this through. 
In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm not much on feedback or anything like that, but this particular product is amazing. Since I've been taking it, I've been close to being sick. I mean, I could feel it, and all I had to do was double up on my daily dose, and it was gone in 30 minutes. It really is good stuff. It's the real deal. So you can pass that along. With Balance of Nature, if I start to feel like I'm getting anything, I double up on it, and it's gone the next day. And I've never had that happen before. Every time I feel a little bit under the weather, I double up, and bingo, I'm okay. It's really an awesome product. I haven't gotten a cold since I've been taking this. I haven't gotten a cold at all. I've been taking it for some time. It's a great product, absolute great product. I really feel the difference, energy level. Uh, I really never get sick. People around me get a cold, get a flu, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. I can't say enough good things about it. I am very pleased with your product. I haven't been sick since I've been taking this. Before I started taking this, I'd get sore throat, sniffles, and I really contributed my energy and my health to your product, and I just want to keep taking it. So you guys just keep making it, okay? I've been on them so long now that I've just enjoyed the fact that the only thing I haven't done is gotten sick. I haven't been sick in two or three years, period, in the story. You know, it just, I, I haven't. And I got to attribute that to the fruits and veggies. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751. Again, that's 1-800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code THEANSWER. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sherry, are you still on the line? I'm still on the line. What I was going to say about social media, Ace, is that that is, you know, so many millennials are going to social media as their news source. Social media you have to take with a grain of salt and be able to process. You can go to to one person's site, then the next person and hear a completely different story. So you have to really be able to muddle through with social media. 
Yeah. And, 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 and Sherry, you know, a lot of people know that social media, it, it's, a, it's a very gray line between reality and, and actuality, right? So that's, uh, it's, um, you know, sometimes when you, and, and, and look, the news is portrayed a certain way on social media too. So yeah. I, look, there's nothing better than, than human interaction and friendships yeah. and conversation, right? And, and you preach it every single week when you're on. It, it speaks volumes, you know? So. And then, then there's one more factor. You know, we all have to look at statistics. We have the uncertainty of the future, but we also have to add statistics. The city will come back. The question is when. And so what do we do? We've got to deal with the present. And slowly we're going to see it come back. Viruses, at some point there's going to be a treatment and there's going to be a vaccine. We have been subject to epidemics many times in history, and it becomes a part of history. But we are going to get through this. The question is when, and we need to deal with the present. That, that, that is so true, Shari. I mean, look, you know, time heals all, right? So mm-hmm. with time, things will, things will pass. But sorry, I always had a question. So, so what do you? What type of advice do you give your your patients or the people that you talk to in regards to just feeling anxious and having anxiety because of all the things going on, especially in 2020? You know, um, I just saw in the news recently within the last 24 hours that I believe Chadwick Bosman, uh, the Black Black Panther star, passed away. He died of 43 colon cancer. I mean, this Kobe Bryant passing away, then the pandemic, and there's just so much, um, you know, so much news, bad news for 2020. How do people deal with it? Like, what do you, what advice do you give people, you know, that are looking at all the things in in the media and things of that nature, you know? You know, a lot of this is actually life. Um, People die and people die at all ages. Um, you know, the tragedy of, of Kobe Bryant 20 years ago. Look at the tragedy of Princess Diana. You're right. You're right. You know, yeah. it, 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 unfortunately, this is life. And unfortunately, we never know when it's our time. What mm-hmm. I tell patients about uncertainty and dealing with anxiety is I really like to encourage behavioral treatments before the use of medication. I encourage patients to learn TM to help them relax yoga, exercise. I can't stress enough the importance of good sleep and good sleep hygiene Um, and really to focus on the present, to focus on what it is that they can control and to let go of what it is they can't. That's great advice. Control the things you can control. Actually, Sherry, yoga has been a uh, huge sanctuary for me too. At first, I was very skeptical. And then I went to my first class, and first of all, it's not easy for anyone that thinks it's it's easy. I did um did hot yoga, and mm-hmm. I was almost going to pass out, uh, Sherry. But afterwards, it felt so good to just relax, yeah. meditate, the breathing. I, I have been a big exercise fiend since the late 1980s. I don't know what wow. I, I would do without doing some kind of exercise on a regular basis. It's what Definitely. I use to clear my head and I like listening to music and 
I encourage all of those kind of behaviors, that people need to take time out for themselves every day. Every single day, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I think meditation is, is so important, you know. I, I don't do it enough, Sherry, but I feel, you know, meditation really gives clarity. And mm-hmm. I feel, you know, a lot of people don't meditate or just spend that time to self sort of uh, just give yourself some time to, to self-reflect and, and spend some time with yourself. You know, I mm-hmm. think meditation really gives you that peace of mind as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I don't know what happened to Dottie, Sherry. You know, she was on the on, on the call earlier, but but you know, you know, Shari, I had a couple of questions for you too. You know, I've been listening to you um, every single week, and you know, I you know, I admire the things that you do. You know, just because it's 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 so it's such a huge component to just having people have a sense of balance, right? What okay. what, what do you what what advice do you give folks that? you know, are are sort of going through the pandemic right now and, and the folks that are... We're all going through the pandemic right now. There's nobody the pandemic, that got away with but, it. Exactly. But but the psychology of folks, you know, wanting to go out, but at the same time have a social responsibility to, to create social distance. So there's that, that, there's that sort of um, two camps, right? Folks that right. want to go out, live their lives, and then folks that that don't feel that that's the right thing to do, you know? I mean, how, how do people deal with that in, in today's environment? There's just so many different perceptions and reactions of the virus itself. You know, I encourage patients to follow the CDC guidelines, but I also tell them you do what you feel comfortable with. If you want to go out, remember, six feet, wear a mask, and... Try to minimize your contact with others. I strongly discourage any kind of large groups, uh, party settings. Um, but I also understand people that are alone in an apartment. They need some co- social, con- you know, some interaction with others. You know, it, 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 that's not good either. That's only going to foster increasing depression. So, I, I mean, I encourage interactions, but being smart and safe. I agree. I agree. Dottie, are you back? No. <laughs> you know, technology, oh, back. I, I, I was never off. I could hear what you were saying, but what I was saying, you couldn't hear. So, But I heard everything you said, and I just want to ask you one quick question, because I was told so many times I should meditate. And I actually, I don't want to say I gave it 100% of a try because I didn't, but I did try. And I just, like, you know, because you really have to get everything out of your mind. And it was hard for me to do. So what are your suggestions for people who have a hard time to meditate? Try something else. Try exercise. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, meditation to help you to relax. Some people don't find it helpful, but there are other behavioral modalities. There's exercise, there's bike riding, you know, when you go to soul cycle, if you like that kind of environment, that physiologically can help you to lower your anxiety level by increasing the endorphins. Right, but Soul Cycle, you know, for me, you know, everybody knows me knows I love Soul Cycle, but Soul Cycle, right. it just really is not open yet. 
So, and, you know, those bikes were on top of each other. So I don't think they're, I think they have maybe one open that has a tent or something. But for most part, uh, no, there's I running know outside, I, there's I, I long walks, there's trying yoga, there's doing videos online in a sort of virtual exercise class to help you with relaxing. There's a few things. What do you that, do, you know, Ace? What do I do to relax? Yeah, I, I'm having a bad. I have a bad connection, but I so if, I don't know if you can hear me. But what do you do for like just to get away from everything? Oh, exercise, Dottie. Exercise is, is like my like release of like I don't know. I call it hormones, estrogen. I, I don't know what you call it, but if I'm having a bad day and I just want to let loose and just kind of let it all out, uh, you know, just go to the gym for a good 45 minutes. And afterwards, you know, you're not thinking any, you're not thinking about anything except just exercising, you know. So that's that's sort of my escape, you know. To Sherry's point, you know, meditation for me it's hard because my mind is racing at a thousand miles per well, hour. That's what so happens that's, to me. I, I've tried it. I yeah, can't tell you. I can't I, focus. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard for me to just like not think of anything. <laughs> It was hard. For me, when I have to relax, I have to actually put headphones on and listen to music. We're all uh, different. Yeah. We got to find what works for us. But I think the key point is that we have to we have to have some time set aside where it's just us, and we we have some time where we really just let go and just you know take time for ourselves. Well, that's that's easy to say, and, you know, there's people that have little kids, and it's hard for them to do that, but I guess there's always an hour or two at night, and truthfully, I mean, I have a bad hip. I'm an exercise, I don't want to say freak, but I've been exercising. I'm like you, I've been exercising my whole life, and I know, Sherry, you have too, so it was hard for me because I couldn't with my bad hip, and um, I couldn't really do what I did. So I, you know, I, I do what I can. I have a, a bike that I, it's not a soul cycle bike. It's not a Peloton, but I manage. But I, but, I, but I also think, you know, getting away from it all. And, and, and sometimes I think talking about things help. Because when you talk about people, you don't feel strange. Because a lot of times people will not tell you what they feel. And then when you finally talk to them, and you'll find that they have the same feelings as you. And sometimes I think talking can... And, and just expressing your feelings can be helpful. Are we, uh, do I hear a commercial break or do, are we at the end of the uh, 11th hour? We're at the end of the show, Dottie. Yes. Well, I miss you, Ace. I'll see you in the city soon. I'll be back like yes. in about a week or two, I think. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.